Welcome to the Business of Design podcast. I'm Cheryl Horn, Director of Operations for Business of Design. A lot has changed at Business of Design since this episode originally aired. For the latest information and rates on events and membership at Business of Design, head to businessofdesign.com. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. This is Business of Design, episode 78, and we are going to do something a little bit different today. We are going to take a Business of Design member suggestion. So thank you to Michelle Bennett, who reached out and said, I think it would be really fun to do some role playing with Kimberly. I've got questions. I'd love to hear what she would say to a client who asked those questions. And I did my very best. <laughs> it was a little bit funny to have the tables turn like that, but uh, I think at the end of it, it was a great conversation, and Michelle is wonderful designer. And by the way, I went and checked out Michelle's website, uh, michellebinette.com. And one of the things I loved on it, first of all, it's, it's a really great example of a brand that is polished from top to bottom. It's the same voice throughout. It's really her. And I love this section that says, overwhelmed? Question mark. Let's chat. Can't figure out where to start? Too many decisions? Have you paralyzed? Or maybe you straight up don't have time. And then it goes on to say, reach out to her and she would love to work on your project. I think that's a really smart way to let your personality shine. So thank you for that. At the end of the conversation we're going to have, and we're going to touch on a whole bunch of things, that intake process at the consultation, how do you turn down a client you don't want? Um, I give Michelle a raise. So by all means, if you need a raise and you want to be on the show, reach out for sure. Um, and by the way, it was very easy to give her a raise. She's super talented and deserves to make a bit more money than she is currently making. Uh, and at the end of the podcast, I ask her to do some homework and then follow up with So a month from now, we're going to hear from Michelle again to find out what has happened since she's implemented some of the things that I'm going to suggest in this podcast. Michelle Bennett is an interior decorator. She's really down to earth. You're going to hear that. Um, She specializes in decorating projects, offering customized packages, and um, would like to groom her business, I think, to take more high-end projects, which is true for so many of our listeners. Michelle recently launched her own podcast called Business Homies, and I keep checking the mail, but I haven't gotten an invitation to come on your show yet, Michelle. So there you go. You're someone I do not want to switch roles with, Miss Cheryl. Your your job's too hard. What's going on? Uh, we have a really busy October coming up. Um, you are, you're just, you're all over the place. Um, but coming up first, you're going back to high point on Friday, um, at the point you'll be doing a live podcast with some of our members. And then the next day you'll be appearing on the stage as part of a design panel, which is exciting. Okay. So that is Friday, October 12th at the point as a podcast and the 13th on stage. Uh, both of them are at one o'clock. Okay, terrific. That'd be fun, right? Yeah, come on out and, and listen. You can participate. Um, and you're going straight from there uh, to the Palm Springs retreat. So we're sort of all hands on deck right now, getting ready for that. Um, and then straight from there, you're off to Texas, Austin, Houston, and Dallas to, do, uh-huh. um, to meet up with our members there. I love it. I'm so happy about all of these events. Come on out, say hi. Um, let us know how we can make these events really meaningful and powerful for you. Uh, lots of great people working in each of the cities we're going to to make that happen. And details for all of the events are on businessofdesign.com. 
Thanks, Cheryl. Talk to you soon. Welcome to the Business of Design podcast with Kimberly Selden. Business of Design is the coaching community for independent designers like you. We know it takes more than hard work and talent to successfully run a professional design firm. There are proven business strategies that can solve your immediate business challenges and transform your life. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to more than 100 video courses plus Kimberly Selden as your mentor and guide. Unlike traditional coaching, which can take years to produce tangible results, BOD is a fast track to immediate results for independent interior designers, decorators, architects, stagers, and landscapers just like you. Monthly membership is only $67.50. Annual members save two months and have access to Kimberly's contracts. What are you waiting for? We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too. Wherever you are, I hope life is good. I am currently in the middle of Croatia on a bike trip, and uh, I will be leaving Croatia and flying to Denmark and joining Veronica Eagleson and uh, a small group of designers she's pulled together for a Business of Design talk in Copenhagen. So I have so much I'm looking forward to this fall. I hope that's true for you as well. Thank you for being here. Hey, Michelle, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. What a fun idea you had. And I couldn't resist the temptation to just say, yeah, we should try it. Tell everybody what you reached out to us with. Well, when you guys launched your Facebook group, I thought, well, why don't I just start throwing out some ideas? And one thing that I know I struggle with a lot is just knowing how to respond to certain client rebuttals or questions or, you know, Or how to, you know, the right things to say during an an initial call. And in a lot of podcasts, people will say, well, you know, a general idea, but I thought it would be really fun if I could just play the client and you could just speak to me like I was the client and I would rebut you and then you would tell me what you would say to said rebut. This feels like some kind of test. I'm a little bit, no, yeah, it's cool. I'm okay. I'm up for it, but I'm like, whoa, this is kind of scary because I don't really know what you're going to ask, but I think that's part of the fun, right? Um, I guess, yeah, we don't know what clients will ask us, so I guess we'll see how quick you can you can think on your toes, and if you hate it, we just don't use the podcast, right? Oh, that seems so unfair. Okay, well, hopefully we'll just use it, and you guys will accept that I'm not perfect, and I'm still learning every day. So, um, okay, well, do, okay, do you have a list there of questions, Mrs. Client? I, I do, and you know what? They're not even specific questions per se. It's kind of like, for example, the first one on my list is, you know, on an initial call with a client, although it's possible, I think you have your... Um, someone else do these calls. Right. But if you were going to talk to a client and sell the consultation on the initial call, like what would you say, like what would be the exact words that you would tell a client um, in order to kind of sell them into a consultation? Okay. So that, that is a little hard for me because it's been years since I've been the person who answered the phone. And that sounds sort of like a luxury, but in fact, I I regularly say if I had to do everything over again, I would hire someone immediately to answer my phone because they're so much better at it. So the first thing I would say about it is have a big post-it note in front of your face reminding you that you're not selling your services to decorate a whole house top to bottom or to build a house from top to bottom. All you're selling is one consultation. And if you're only selling one consultation, you it first of all, it gives you an idea of how much time you should be spending 
getting on the phone because if you're selling one consultation, are you really going to have a three-hour phone call with somebody about whether or not they're going to hire you? I don't think so. Um, So that's number one. Remember, you're just selling the consultation. And then number two, I would absolutely have a script in front of me. And if I didn't have a script in front of me, I would at least have the bullet points of the things I want to make sure that we cover. And I should say, this is off the top of my head, there's a much more thorough explanation for all of this in the courses section of Business of Design. If you are a member, you can take the courses on the consultation and the intake call and you can listen to iSoon's training. But for example, I would want to know where the house is because that gives me an idea of whether or not it's in the neighborhood I want to work in, uh, before we even go down the path of whether or not I'm going to come up for the consultation, where where are you at? Because maybe there are neighborhoods I don't want to go to. Um, they're an hour and a half drive and it's just not worth it. So that was number. that's number one. And the other thing is sometimes people will call us and, and the, the consultation is three hours away or four hours away. So the minute we tell them the travel fee to go that distance, sometimes they're out right then. So it's a really good thing to be ready with that information so that you don't spend an hour and a half trying to convince someone to hire you for a consultation only to have it fall apart because you want to charge them for travel time. Um, the other thing you want to know, I want to know is the budget. So that's going to be really important. And then I'm looking for red flags. You know, how many designers have they worked with? And if they say they have worked with other designers, I always ask who. Who exactly, specifically, I want the name. Um, And if they stumble and can't give me a name, sometimes what I think is maybe they actually have never really worked with a designer. Or sometimes they'll say, yeah, I worked with a designer at Restoration Hardware. And then I can explain to them that's not actually a designer. That's somebody who sells furniture at Restoration Hardware. It's a very different thing. So I think those are my, my top few. Okay. So actually, one of the things you said in there refer to a question. So I know that this isn't you, but let's pretend maybe you're during the consultation this happened, but at some point in time, you're talking to the client and the client says, I have a 20, this is uh, basically what happened to me this week and pretty much every other week thereafter. But um, (laughs) my budget is $2,500 and I would love to do my uh, dining room and my living room and your services all in. Oh, that's just so funny. Okay. What would you say? I'm the client. I just said that to you. What are the words you say to me exactly? Like I'm the client. Oh, it's so hard to do this. Uh, I would say that your budget isn't sufficient to do a project with us. Like really, that would be to me, if that's legitimately the number 2,500, it's not even enough to you know, what you can afford is a consultation. So, okay. So I would say, let's do a consultation. And at that consultation, I would explain to them why $2,500 isn't enough to do anything. But if I was hungry for business, I really needed the work. I wasn't established like I am now because somebody like that, we would just, that we're just not going to work with them. Um, not because we're so all that, but they just there's just no budget there. But let's say I was just starting out and I was really hungry for the business and I was desperate for the experience. I would focus on selling them a consultation where I could probably at the end of the consultation leave them with a to do list that they could do themselves. But I want to. I can't help it. I have to put my coaching hat on. Can I put my coaching hat on? Because what I want to say is, if that really happened to you, Michelle, is your fee listed on your website? It is. So I, you're going to say, no, it's not enough. Okay. I, what's your fee? So three fifty for my consultation. How many, how much time is that? Two hours. Where do you live? Toronto. 
Toronto? Oh, let me see. Toronto, one of the most expensive cities in the world. Okay. It takes an hour and a half to drive from Yorkville to the um, to the QEW. Uh, poof, your new consultation fee is $600. What do you think of that? I think it's amazing. I think I'm terrified to say that number. Right. The thing is, a $600 consultation fee is going to stop somebody with a $2,500 budget from calling you. Right. Like you've got to be able to use that fee as a way of pre-qualifying those customers, right? Because you don't yeah. have enough time to answer those calls. I always want to be respectful of those people who don't have enough business because yeah. it sounds like, oh, we don't bother with those people. I really believe me. There were times when we had nobody in the pipeline and I wanted the customer and I would have gone for anything. So, um, however, that said, um, I also know I've talked to hundreds, if not thousands of designers who have raised their rates and I have never had a single one say you ruined my life. I ended up getting terrible customers or I went out of business. Every single one of them without exception says it was fine. I ended up getting better customers and I enjoyed my work more because it's hard. So I might as well be paid for it. And Toronto is an expensive city, like a lot of cities. And I also want to say this, if you're living in a small city, you're living in a rural area where there isn't much competition, you can also have very high fees because there's nobody who can do what you do. Yeah. So don't make up these stories why we can't raise our rates. Anyway, you should not be getting calls for people saying they have $2,500 to spend. But another thing you might say to them is, what, where was, what was the last piece of furniture you bought? And they'll say, I bought a chair. Where did you buy it from? Oh, I bought it from Ethan Allen or Restoration Hardware. How much was the chair? Oh, it was $1,800. Really? And you're, you have $2,500 to do your whole house. Like, right. you know, kind of put it, put it back on them to be realistic. Yeah. Okay, so that took like an hour and a half to answer that very simple question. Sorry about that. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Um, I guess my next question would be, I, the, I, one of the things I've been struggling with is, um, you know, how, how little or how much to say, especially at the end of the consultation, you know, what, cause we're always trying to kind of manage expectations, but then sometimes I feel like as a result, what I do is tell them way, way too much. Um, and I know that you go through your contract. So I guess I'm curious, like, okay, you've gone through your consultation with your client and now it's time for you to kind of sell them through to the next step, I guess. So what, what does that look like? I, you know, what do you say? How do you kind of lead into that? And how does that all play out? Goody. I can do this one because I actually do this all the time. So we get to the end of the client's scope of work. We've kind of walked through the house and I will say something almost exactly like this. Um, I'm really glad you phoned me, Diana. We are the perfect firm to help you with this project. Would you like to sit down and go through our contract? And then I'm quiet. And they'll say, oh, yeah, okay, should we sit here? Should we be there? Would you like coffee? And it becomes a much f more social moment. And then I literally read the contract line by line. And so many people don't do that. And, and all I can tell you is just try it before you say it doesn't work. Try it a few times. And uh, it gave me incredible confidence to start doing exactly that. So I tell them that I want the job. We're the perfect firm for you. And then when it's all finished, I ask them if they're ready to move forward. 
are you ready? Or should, should we do this? Are you ready to move forward? I'm ready. Let's do this. And if they hesitate and say they have to ha- talk to their husband, that's fine. It doesn't necessarily mean I'm not going to get the job. But what I do then is I say, oh, I totally get that. It's really important that he's on the same page with you. So today is Wednesday. Um, how about if we phone you back on Monday afternoon to get your answer? So I don't leave this open-ended, you know, call me whenever thing. We pick a date when I'm going to call them by to get an answer. And then in my office, I soon will be the one to call them back. Uh, but it's really important. You don't want three weeks later to go, guy, am I going to get that job? I wonder if I'm going to get that job. Ask for the job. Tell them you want it and ask for it. Well, that's so simple. And like, I know that's so... That's just so good. (laughs) I never would have, that's like the greatest intro of all time. How many times do clients say, no, I don't want to go and I don't want you to read the contract. Does that, does that ever happen? Not even once. Oh, that's not true. Actually, it's so funny. I did have, it was a, it was a time and there was a, I did a consultation, the husband and wife were there, which is usually unusual. It's usually one or the other. Um, And the husband said, oh no, I do contracts all the time. I don't want to go through it. And I said, I can appreciate you. You probably have a lot more experience with contracts than I do, but my contract explains in a step-by-step fashion how we work and it's important that we discuss it so if you have any questions I can hear what they are and then I proceeded to go through it I didn't let him blow me off I love it and how long does that normally take you to do that 20 minutes okay 20 minutes and I know you I read your flat fee book obviously um I don't know why that's obvious, but I did. Um, and <laughs> I don't think that you do flat fees though normally, or do you just mix and match? Mix and match. We do both. Okay. So for the flat fee, are you, you're obviously at the point where you say in the book, you're so good at it that you can just like whip up the numbers on the spot as far as what that flat fee would be? Or do you go through the contract and say, I'm going to get back to you and let you know what that flat fee is? No. I absolutely tell them a flat fee at that meeting. Always. I got a lot of work to do. Before. Yeah, you need to reread the book because I go on and on. I pro- I'm like, you you know how I am. I go on and on about how you don't go back to the office and spend 28 hours trying to figure it out. You won't get it right. You do it right then on the spot. And there is scientific evidence which proves asking them for the job right on the spot is more likely to mean you will get the job. Right. Okay. Uh, I forget what the number is. 60% greater chance or 70% greater chance that you will get the job if you ask for it right then. Okay. So at what point when you're going through the contract, do you say that number? Sometimes it's really easy. I can say it right when we get to that section of the contract. Usually what happens is we finish the consultation. I do my, this is a perfect job for us. We like to work with you. If it's a flat fee, I might say, I need five minutes to run some calculations and then mm-hmm. let's go through the contract. And then usually they'll leave me alone. They'll walk away into the other room and I can scratch my head and scribble on paper and go, oh my God, what should I do? All that kind of stuff on my own. Um, But sometimes it's becoming easier and easier. Let's say somebody says to me, we want you to renovate our kitchen and our bathroom. I can tell you for sure a flat fee will be 40,000. It's not a problem for me to do it every single time. And that flat fee, 40,000 represents your services plus the cost of... Oh, dear. No, you have not read that book. I'm clearly undercharging. Did you read the book and did you put it? Is it holding up a lamp? 
Where is it? It's right here, actually. Oh, it's way too high. You're reaching up high. Now she's big. Now you're digging down low. It needs to be at eye level. (laughs) High level. Is it open? It is it highlighted? Are there any dog ears? Let me see. There's no dog ears. I read it in like three days. All right, back you go with it with a highlighter. And you just highlight and implement as you go, implement as you go. Okay. So my next question then to that is, cause this is all about role playing, right? So you can give, you say $40,000 and okay. So I'm the client and I'm just, this is the things that I assume clients are going to say to me. Okay. So how many hours is that based on? I would say then that fee is based on a number of factors, including the size of the room, the detailed scope of work we've just defined for ourselves, and 27 years experience in the field, something like that. Or um, the other thing that you could say, if you have less experience, that number represents the scope of work you've just described to me the size and scale of the room or rooms, as well as the total amount of um, dollars we think it's going to cost for you to do this. Something like that. Okay. I feel like I need to say something right now. Yeah. I know that you say all the time that you never give an estimate for the project itself, aside from your services off the hop like that. You do that presentation, but I have to tell you the reason why I asked you that question is because I'm not used to those kinds of numbers. So that's why I I wondered (laughs) if maybe it included, um, like, you know, the finishes or whatever. So I do know that you say that just for the record. Yeah. The interesting thing about that is, um, it's almost always not that the client is going to faint because the number is high. It's that the designer is going to faint because the number is high. For whatever reason, and I'm wired the exact same way, when I see the total, my immediate response is, oh my God, that's too high. And it happens every day. It still happens. And it doesn't matter if it just happened recently, a client just needed a new paint job. That's all she needed. We've done like five projects for her. I love her. She just wanted a paint job. I got in my painter, gave me a quote. I went, oh my God, $23,000. Oh, wow. That's a lot. And that was before our fees were in there. So I forget how much it, maybe 32, something like that. When I when I got to the final number and I said something to my husband, he's like, Oh oh my God, it's so funny all these years. And you still, you Mm -hmm. still want to second guess the number. He said, just present it to her, present it to her and see what she says. I presented it to her. She goes, great. When can he start? Yeah. But in my head, it's like, Oh my God, if somebody asked me right now for $32,000, I'd go, what? $32,000. Like, it's amazing. Well, it's very nice to hear that you also still feel that way. Yeah. What kind of... Oh, so good. Now I'm going to put you on the spot. So you're not used to throwing out numbers like 40,000. So Michelle, thank you for coming to my house and doing a consultation. I want to redesign the kitchen, only the kitchen. Let's just say the kitchen. How much is that going to be? Give me a number. Okay. So first of all, I'd only do decorating. So I don't do kitchen renos. Okay. So let's change it to a living room then. I just want to do the living room, Michelle. How much is it going to be? Okay. So for the sake of the fact that you're saying I need to come up with a number off the top of my head, I would, this is the number, no judgments based on, I would say $5,000. Okay. 
And even that to me seems high. Like when I crunch my numbers and what I'm doing. Um, so okay, this is that's good. Right? I'm so happy you said that. I bet you right now there's all these people listening going, yeah, that's my number two. So let's dig into that number just for a second. What do you think the total of the room is actually going to be? Like of uh, the stuff that's in it? Of, no, by the time you're done, how much do you think they will have spent on goods for the room? Oh, okay. This is This is where what is the realistic number in my actual clientele right now? Um, probably less than 20 in my ideal world, more than 20, obviously. Okay. So we can get you over 20 in a heartbeat. Like I, I swear on my life, if you will follow the exact procedures and systems in the 15 steps, you will be over 20 on the very next job you do. It's impossible not to be, especially if you do the styling the way we do it and borrow the carpets and do all that kind of stuff. It's impossible to not go over that number. So I guess then it goes back to if that client's willing to spend 20 or 25 or 30 or 50 on the living room, why do you think they won't spend more on you? Mm -hmm. I think the problem for me is the clients that I'm getting. So, I mean, I launched my business two years ago. Um, I'm kind of like starting from ground zero I don't have any, I didn't have any experience. I do now, obviously, but I, and I don't know, maybe it's like, I'm, I'm doing something mentally where I'm just a, the law of attraction. And this is what I assume is going to happen, but I'm working very hard this year to get in front of people that have more money. Uh, I just haven't figured out how to do that, but you know, the inquiries that I get. So the first things that I ask when they set up a discovery call is what is your budget and what do you want? And it's very often $2,500. I want to do my living room in my kitchen or sorry, my living room in my dining room. So I kind of know that that person's probably going to be like, just, I'm going to do a consultation and maybe um, like a design plan, but that's not what I want to be doing, obviously. Mm -hmm. But the, the thing is too, the, the client who's spending $5,000 on a sofa has a significant amount of money. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I, the client who wants a sofa for eight hundred—that's a different client. But you, you, those were your numbers, three to five. Yes. Client who's spending three to five on a sofa is definitely looking f- for a designer who's making more than you're allowing yourself to make. And all of that aside, who cares? Let's say you save five thousand dollars. The bottom line is this. Are you tracking every single second you spend on the job? And if you are, what's your hourly rate? If you were really tracking every single second and you do the math, you're probably making $11 an hour. Mm -hmm. So I will say I do it in phases like you talk about in the book. So that phase is basically to presentation. So that first number would be for those to kind of work for me. And I do charge a flat fee by the time it comes to accessorizing the room and finishing touches. So they pay a whole fee for that separate. Okay. So then are you, as long as you're tracking your hours and you know, and you're, you're, are you close to the number of hours you actually spend? So, um, it's hit and miss. Uh, no, but the answer to your question is no. I do track all my hours. Um, I, and I, I mean, I, 
I will also say there's also obviously hours that haven't been tracked, like for sure. Cause you know, things happen and you just didn't end up tracking it. And I, and every, every Friday I do like a, this is what I estimated in my flat fee. And then this is what I'm at right now. And for example, the last project, I definitely came in over hours. Um, By how many? Probably about 20. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. the significant, right? It is significant. I so know. there's no shortcut. The thing that drives me crazy about Flaffies are all these people saying, oh, I don't bother tracking my hours. Well, then you don't make any money. I know you don't make any money because you can pretend that you're charging $400 an hour and you know, you're, you're living the life. Yeah. But if you're not tracking your hours, you actually don't know how much you're making per hour. So anyway, you're doing great. All, all you want to do is inch that number up. I do. By a lot of inches. <laughs> a yeah, foot. Like a <laughs> I, I will say this, though. I have inched it uh, many a inches uh, in the last two years from where I started. Uh, I st- full disclosure, this is, you're going to just, you're going to be just shamed by me right now. But I started at $50 an hour. No, so I'm not shamed. Yeah. So, I mean, well, for me, it was also just, I... You know, I, I start, I was in marketing, I changed careers completely and I started a business from, from nothing. So you, there's a level of confidence that goes along with that. And you don't think you're worth more than that. Nobody's going to pay me more. Um, and it has grown leaps and bounds and I, and I've come a very long way, but there's still a long way to go for sure. That's amazing. And you're only two years in, right? You're only two years in. So, so I, I think you should do a five-year plan and I think you should start practicing when you want to say 5,000, say six or say seven, just start trying a a different number. Just try it out. First of all, I need to try to say a number in that consultation. I'll tell you how this plays out for me. (laughs) Consultation happens. Um, I talk about my process. I don't do it the way you do, but I say, I'm going to come back to you in three days with a proposal. And if I, I'd be lying if I said it didn't take me four hours or so to pull that proposal together. I'm playing with the numbers. I have a spreadsheet that I input numbers into and it spits out, you know, how long I think the project will take. But but it still takes me a good three to four hours to pull that together. And that's really, you know, there goes all of my consultation money, <laughs> yeah. right? So I've basically spent about more than twice as long as the, in the consulta- for the consultation, really, um, and I've made, you know, basically what you said, like $10 an hour. That's yeah. not math. That makes any sense, but, but yeah. So you try, right? You try the next one, be brave, say a number. I actually think it would be better for you to say the wrong number and get your butt kicked. Yeah. Because if you do that, then the very next job you will do better. Mm-hmm. But this way you're kind of, you're, you're hiding a little bit. So try, try it the other way and let us know how it goes. And anyway, this is not, I didn't, I'm not putting you on the spot. We can even edit this out. I just thought okay. we should have this conversation. <laughs> I'm totally fine with it. I'm fairly, I'm an open book. And I think if, if you think it would be helpful for other people to hear it, it's the truth, right? And I'm sure there's a, this is a lot of people's truth as well. So you know, we all want to aspire to demand more and, and be better, but we start somewhere and hopefully we'll get to your level soon. Well, no. And I think you're very courageous for sharing openly because certainly when I started out, I couldn't have told people what I was doing because I knew it wasn't, I knew it was not good and it was embarrassing. Right. So good for you. And you're 125 an hour. That's, that's nothing to be embarrassed about. I mean, now today, starting today, you're 150 an hour. So look at that. Look how that happened. Like I just gave myself a raise. Just got a raise. Do that. 
<laughs> That's amazing. Okay. What do you say to the person who, you know how clients like to sometimes, maybe that you probably have a good handle on this, but every now and then a client will email you a picture of a beautiful light fixture that's not so beautiful. And they're like, oh, I was out today and I saw this. Like, what if we used this in the design? And in your head, you're, you know, you know that they love it. Like they just love it so much. But first of all, you know, you are a designer because you like to think you have good taste and they've come to you because they respect your opinion and your taste. How do you, what do you say? How do you say like, no, that's not, a, that's not going to work. Or what do you do? Okay. So there's two different times that that could happen. It could happen between the consultation and the presentation. And if it happens between the consultation and the presentation, I will almost always say, thank you for sharing this. Um, uh, I appreciate that you love it. Uh, we are working hard on the presentation and we're sitting down with you on June the 14th to do the presentation. Uh, can't wait to show you everything. So I just accept it. And then if it's awesome, I'll use it. And if it's not awesome, I will have it in the, I will have it as a backup and I will share what I think they should do. And if she says, what about that light I show you? I'll bring it out and explain why I don't think it's as good a choice. So that's the first way it could happen. The second way it could happen is after we do the presentation, we've already selected something, they've already agreed. Um, there is a class of client who suddenly starts second guessing everything and is afraid they made the wrong choice. So in that case, you kind of have to deal more head, head on with it. So we'll say, well, this is, you know, I'd probably send a picture of the light fixture we've already agreed to. This is the light fixture we agreed to. I love it because of blah, blah, blah. If you really want this other one, um, and provided I think it's okay, I think it would work, we could cancel it, but there will be a restocking fee and we'll replace it with the one you want. And if it's something that I don't think she should have, then I'll say, here's the one that we selected. Um, although I think the one you picked is a really nice fixture, I don't think it is right for the dining room because blah, blah, blah. But I, but I might say, why don't we try that in the basement? Or you haven't done your daughter's bedroom. What if we put it in there? Got it. Okay, so you are in the presentation. How do you get, like, do you pretty much always get the green light during that presentation? And I'll wait for your answer on that. <laughs> um, often, usually, but go ahead. It's like a unicorn to me. Um, I, I, I don't know if it means that I'm not doing a very good job or um, I'm not doing a good job, not doing a good job of um, nailing it, the presentation, or if I'm not doing a good job of selling the selections. But I will be honest, in the, I don't know how many clients I've actually done a presentation for now, I've only probably had one client in the last two years actually be like, yeah, let's do this. Okay. So I think there's a few things going on. Number one, if you're working on an hourly rate, it has been an expensive process thus far. They have already invested in you. And by saying yes at the presentation, they will stop the expenses from continuing to escalate because if they just say yes now, there's no more sourcing time, there's no more design and planning. Now it's all about execution, which is done at a lower hourly rate. So there's some incentive 
when you are charging a substantial amount of money for them to keep the project moving forward. Does that make sense? So yes. that's that's one thing. The second thing is you don't get a check at the presentation by asking for a check at the presentation. You get it by having it in your contract that that's what you're going to do. So you read it to them at the consultation. And then prior to the presentation, you remind them that at the presentation, I'm going to go through all the selections, including what each one costs. And I would like to get a check from you that day so we can place the orders the next day. Because in our world, nothing happens quickly. And sometimes the lead on things is 12 16, 24 weeks. So if we don't place those orders quickly, you won't even have this by Christmas. So I let them know before the presentation that we're going to ask them for a check at the presentation. That also keeps me honest. So if I start to chicken out at the presentation, I get through the presentation and I'm like, okay, we're going to need a $400,000 check from you to move forward. That's a little bit hard to say, but I've already told them I'm going to do that. So I have no choice. I have to pull up my socks and ask the hard question, right? Yes. And when you say before the presentation, is that like at the beginning of starting it on during, you know, that day? Or do you mean like, um, hey, Susan, I'm sending you an email to say, looking forward to meeting with you tomorrow. Just a reminder on the process. I'm going to be getting, I'm going to be asking you for a check at the end of the presentation. Like, which is it? I, it would be the latter, but I probably would do it um, maybe a week or two ahead of time. Just put it in their minds that they will be making decisions at the presentation and we're done. And, you know, sometimes I could even say, you know, I might say, I'm really excited about the presentation. You're going to love everything. Just as a reminder, you'll want to have your checkbook there because at the end, you're going to know what everything costs. You'll decide on the budget and I will be asking you for a deposit so we can place the orders. Lead times are very long in our business. How does that sound? Mm-hmm. So I make sure that they know what I said. Um, and then if it happens at the presentation that they say, we need to think about it, then I don't just let that lie there. The, the, what happens is almost ex- happens almost across the board with all of us. When they say that, we go, oh, God, I didn't do a good job. You said it yourself just a second ago. Maybe I don't do a good job. I bet you do a great job, Michelle. Um, And I would have the same thought. Maybe I'm not doing a good job. So when they say we need to think about it, my first instinct is, oh, I suck. I really blew it. I'm such a loser. And I'm so busy in that kind of ridiculous headspace, I'm not even present anymore. So I've trained myself to say, that that totally makes sense to me. Do you guys have something that you can um, describe to me that's holding you back from making a decision right now? And usually they'll say something like, well, it's just a lot of money and we want to talk about it or whatever. And in that case, I'll say, totally understand. Um I just want to make sure that if you're panicked because it really feels like it's too much, I'd like to help you break this down into phases or I'd like to help you economize. I think I can make some suggestions on places we should cut. And usually they'll say, no, 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 we just want to talk about it first. In which case I'll say, great, it's it's Tuesday. Uh, can we phone you on Friday to get your answer? And they might say, you know what? No, we really do better on the weekend. We want to talk about it on the weekend. Great. Monday morning, I will phone you to get to find out where we're at. 
This was fun. What a great idea. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for doing this with me. All right. Now you have homework. I want you to call me back and let me know when you do, when you get that done. She's making a squishy face right now. (laughs) (laughs) My homework is to, to, to basically, well, I need to come up with some scripts, but I need to say, well, I, I have a lot of homework. I need to up my consultation rate. And then I need to uh, be able to, well, first of all, I need to go over my contract in the consultation. I haven't been doing that. I would normally, not only have I not been doing that, I would do, I would do it on a proposal call. So not only after the consultation was I spending three to four hours putting together a proposal, then I would get on a phone call with them for an hour, sometimes an hour and a half, depending on the person's, like how many questions they have. So, oh my gosh, I would cut off my arm if somebody did that to me. Imagine you want something done and they show up for a meeting and then you have to have another meeting followed by yet another meeting just to get the very first thing done. Just get it done in the two hours. You have two hours, get it done. Okay. Will you do us a favor? You, yes. you, the brave, brave Michelle, will you go and do your next couple of consultation, consultations and read the contract from beginning to end and then come back and tell us how it went. I absolutely will. Yeah. We want to know how, how it goes. What does it feel like? Because what happened for me is my confidence just went up and up and up when I started reading the contract right then and there. I started to believe that I was the person and I had the company that was going to follow these rules. I started to really feel like a professional firm when I started to read the contract. Just so I'm clear, you're not reading it word for word. You're doing one of those, like, if the blurb, because I know you have paragraphs. You're, you're saying, this paragraph says, da-da-da-da-da. You're not going. Reading it word for word. Wow. Word for word. You wow. are looking to see their reaction. You're looking to see if they have any questions. You want to answer questions. You do not want to leave your client who's got to then speak to her partner Okay. With questions she can't answer and make her look stupid when her husband comes home. Got it. Line by line by line. It sounds ridiculous. It takes 20 minutes. And at the end of it, they're like, I totally get it. It sounds great. Let's do this. Okay. So will you do that the next two or three consultations line by line and tell us how it works? I will for sure. And I am nervous, but I think that being scared to do something is a good sign because otherwise I'm just... I'm always, you know, too comfortable that I'm not pushing myself hard enough. So I think this yeah. is good. Yeah. Oh, brave Michelle. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you for being part of the Business of Design community. If you love what we do, please show your support by subscribing to the podcast and rating our efforts. Remember, you can be a part of the podcast by sharing your comments, ideas, and questions via the BOD hotline at 416-780-9187, extension 107, or by sending an MP3 file to info at businessofdesign.com. And when you're ready to transform your business and your life, sign up for a monthly or annual membership. Together, we will achieve extraordinary results. Start today. Start today.